I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Bill Ramirez, uh, I'm here with Catch Wrestling Alliance, and we keep real wrestling alive. That is our mission. That's what we'll always do. Uh, we like to um, talk about different things, and we'll be continuing making uh, videos, especially our technique videos, where we'll, we'll break down uh, different uh, techniques from different styles. So say like this week we did a video breakdown of some sumo technique, uh, just because it's fun. You know, it's like we don't always have to be doing only um, like techniques from a catch wrestling point of view. We can be doing techniques that can be brought into a catch wrestling um, like situation. Um, so that's why I'm doing like the, the sumo stuff. Uh, Cause I personally, I think it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching the tournaments. I competed in uh, several uh, many years ago. Um, so that's why I continue to watch, um, like pro sumo. I think it's, it's really fun to watch. Uh, I do think there's some, uh, safety like, uh, issues that they have. Uh, I don't necessarily like, I don't know if, if you guys want to hear this, this wasn't, this wasn't necessarily the, the topic I wanted to talk about, but yeah. And I just been thinking about it where it's like a lot of times these guys are, I believe a lot of the, their injuries are unnecessary right they have uh, that platform and uh, the platform is actually pretty small so um, they fall off a lot and like the platform is like uh, definitely over two feet over two feet tall or whatever there's probably maybe like two and a half or three feet off the ground so or maybe no probably a good solid three feet so anyway it's off the ground about a meter right and then uh, oftentimes if they lose their balance, they'll fall and like their lower back hits like the edge of the platform and then their head then continues to fall like an extra meter or whatever to the, to the, the ground below, which there is like a little mat there, but it's like, it's probably some kind of like firm to Tommy mat type thing. And, uh, um, sure it might not be cement or whatever, but it's not necessarily going to be like the, the the most soft fall that you can have. So I think there's, so basically with that being said, I think there's some safety things that they could improve, improve upon uh, in sumo uh, because yeah, it's like, why do you want your guys getting injured? You want them to be competing and they do have um, a, a actually like uh, like their competition schedule is actually pretty full, right? I think they have at least four to five, tournaments per year and their tournaments are uh, 15 days each so it's like granted there are a lot of competitors but uh you don't want all your best competitors uh getting injured because 
they build up fan bases and um, people want to see them. So they don't they don't want to see them injured or they don't want to see them on the injury list. So uh, I think there's a bunch of different things they could do to improve safety for athletes. Um, so anyway, that was just my two cents. For some reason, that just came up. Uh, but yeah, the tournament just finished. Uh, I think it was past this past Sunday. It was, it was really, really good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody else is interested in talking about sumo with me, but uh, I'm just gonna talk about it real quick before we get to the topic of uh, today's uh, today's live stream. Um, so, if you guys watched it, the last couple of days were filled with really great techniques. It wasn't just like uh, a lot of times when people win, a lot of times it's called a push out, right? So you just get the person out of the circle. But sure, that happened in a lot of matches, but there were also a lot of people who were using really great techniques uh, to get the person down, right? So they were doing a lot of takedowns, um, a lot of really cool techniques, especially by smaller wrestlers against larger wrestlers. So we'll try to do some more breakdowns of those because I try to capture a bunch of those. Um, there's a, a they're, they're they're a bunch, and so I've already uh, kind of saved some of those matches, footage from those matches, so that we can continue doing some breakdowns and show you how you can do them in a catch wrestling match, or if you do nogi or whatever, uh, you'll be able to do them. Uh, so, so without further ado, the we're gonna get to the topic of today's talk. It is our catch wrestling and jujitsu the same thing. So this is based off you guys, uh, some some comments that I get, I get. I see the most random thoughts from you guys, which I appreciate. But sometimes people come a little bit more aggressive and, and they, try to, they try to belittle the art of catch wrestling. So just know right from the beginning, uh, catch wrestling is its own art. And so it's its own martial arts style. So you can think of it just like uh, a language right so it's like uh speaking speaking french right it's its own language and there might be languages that are similar right so say with regards to french in particular it's considered to be one of the was it the romance languages where uh it's in the kind of same family as like spanish and italian and all that so there there's a lot of similarity shared between a lot of these languages but each one is still its own language Right, so Spanish is its own language, uh, French is its own language, Italian, Romanian, uh, Portuguese. You know, so there there's a lot of similarities, but they they're still different enough that they are their own thing, right? So take that mindset, and then you you apply that to martial arts because there's so many different ways you can uh, move your body or attack someone's body. So a lot of these styles around the world will share similarities. But are they the same thing? Are they the same language? No, they're not. All right. So uh, a few weeks ago, someone was, uh, you know, trying to say that oh, catch wrestling and jujitsu are exactly the same thing. Um, but usually, when you see someone who says things like that, uh, they're just thinking about the submissions. And so when you question these people, uh, that's exactly what they say. Uh, it's like oh, well, there's like a, a, a Darce choke and in jujitsu and uh you know then there's like that three-quarter nelson and catch wrestling that you know you can uh set up your darts choke with and um all, all kinds of things where they try to basically they go off submission holds right or they say oh kimura and double wrist lock and this and that 
So um, they look at these kind of similarities. So say like in languages, um, like there'll be a lot of similar words. So I think it's it's almost best to use like the Romance languages because a lot of people are maybe kind of familiar with those where it's like we have a lot of similar words that are pronounced differently amongst like between French and Spanish and Italian and, you know, all those. Um, but say like in English, sometimes they'll just take a word, right? And maybe or maybe that could be the English can be kind of the representative for Brazilian, or at least modern nogi or modern Brazilian jiu-jitsu where um, we have people who will just who who come from a jujitsu background and then they'll just take a technique that they saw from wrestling and then they'll develop their own style or they, they'll they'll consider it their own jujitsu style and then uh, they'll all of a sudden develop all these uh, disciples to their style and all that. So we've seen that uh, plenty of times in jujitsu, uh, people selling their their systems or their DVDs or whatever. Uh, so you'll see things like that where I say like in in English, we actually use, we just take the word from other languages, say like deja vu. So speaking of French, right? So we use a lot of uh, French words in the English language, uh, like deja vu being one of them. Um, uh, there's, there's, there are plenty, plenty of French that we use, like depot and um, all kinds of things, right? Um, so... Um, uh, so I want you to kind of see things like that. And then the, the thing is like, what would then be the differences between jujitsu and catch wrestling? And I kind of just said it, it it's, it's in the name of catch wrestling is the wrestling, right? So, uh, in jujitsu to put, put it simply, um, is like the whole idea about not being on your back and in jujitsu, it's totally fine to go to your back. And for some people they prefer to, uh, fight from guard, right? On from being on their back. So um, that is going to be one of the major differences. But the other thing is, like when you look back at some of these old books, uh, especially like you look back at some of the old uh, jujitsu books, and the, there's a really cool old one. I think I might have it on my phone where um, it talks about uh, the art of jujitsu and the art of wrestling. And so it's like a book that shows different techniques of both styles because back then they knew that these styles were different. Right. And so, but I'll see if I can pull it up. But the main thing is that when you look at these different styles, especially these, I think the old textbooks can kind of give you a better illustration where you're going to have in the wrestling side, you're going to have a lot of, wrestling techniques a lot of these wrestling reversals are called mat wrestling the mat wrestling stuff is going to be different from the mat wrestling in jujitsu right so uh in jujitsu what they call it newaza it you know, probably comes from judo or whatever where they, they that term newaza um don't don't quote me on that i'm not an expert on uh, japanese stuff um so anyway it's going to look different and uh um, I'm still trying to look for maybe some images that I could pull up, but the thing is, um, the the whole ground fighting stuff is going to be different, and it looks different. So, um, so you want to be thinking of different things where it's like, what are some more of these differences? Well, jujitsu, they're going to be doing um, stuff in a gi, right? So even though nowadays uh, no gi is becoming more and more popular. Um, 
so that's why they're taking more and more things from uh, wrestling, right? Not necessarily catch wrestling, but from wrestling in particular. Um, and usually it's like uh, amateur wrestling that they take from. Okay. Well, let me see. So I did find the book. Oh, yeah, so it's called The Science of Wrestling and the Art of Jiu-Jitsu. All right, so that's that's already showing that there's a difference. And this is by Carl Lederman. So let me try to show you, see if I can pull up some pictures. Um, maybe I should have prepared this in, uh, beforehand, but uh, we'll see if we can get to some things so I can kind of show you. But anyway, that's the main thing. So it's like already when you look at these books, especially the old ones, you're going to see things done in a different way. So it's like a different language, even though uh, some of the techniques are going to be roughly the same. Like some of the submissions are shared, right? But again, like the way you get into them will probably be different, right? So I guess like to put a quick answer for you, it's like, a, they, no, they're not the same, right? They're, they're different things. So there's different ways of approaching a match uh, that are going to be different, right? Right. So, like, check out some of these pictures here. This is going to be Flying Mare on page 59 of this book. All right, so you're already seeing things that... Let's see, where is it? You can see that. It looks pretty clear, right? All right, so here in Jiu-Jitsu, like, you would, they would say, oh, don't ever put your, your head in the armpit area because uh, you're going to get guillotined, right? But in wrestling, that's how it's it's how in this picture that's how they set up their flying mare. Um, there's a bunch of different headlock things, uh, and then let me see if I can if I can't just scroll down to where you get to jujitsu. I think that's the second half of the book here. Yeah, so you're going to be seeing things done. It's kind of cool. They show <laughs> they show a lot of things in the I think the jujitsu stuff like done in uh, in clothes. All right, so I'll see if I can kind of pull up some things where it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it actually is pretty cool. I haven't looked at this book in a long time, but uh, the way people used to dress, all right? Pretty amazing. I can't imagine people uh, dressing like this anymore. Especially like in LA, because like um, it's hot. It's hot. It'd be really hot dressing like this. Let's see if I can find the something specific. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the art of jujitsu is pretty cool. So yeah, the art of in the in the jujitsu section, it's all clothing, right? And then in the wrestling section, right, it's all it, uh, it's all mostly just wearing shorts <laughs> and shoes right so again that that would that would be another kind of like stylistic difference right language difference right yeah so hopefully that answers your question uh, or at least hopefully it gives you some more evidence or whatever um because it's uh so like when you hear it from from me right it's like you're hearing it from an expert in this like someone who's devoted you know over a decade uh, to catch wrestling and uh, learn, you know, I've learned it from the, 
the highest levels. Um, it's not like some kind of, uh, not like I learned from some kind of, uh, over, like weekend camp or whatever. Um, uh, so let's go ahead and get to your questions. Well, but anyway, let me, let me get, let me just continue with that thought. So it's like, uh, when, when people comment some of these things where it's like, Oh, catch wrestling and jujitsu are the same thing. Um, like really quickly you find out that they're not an expert probably not even an expert in jujitsu and hopefully soon. Cause I have a lot of good friends who do jujitsu and I want to see if I can't bring one of them on and we can kind of talk about the difference, especially uh, some of my friends who are really good in jujitsu, uh, higher level belts that, you know, we spar together so that they can kind of tell you it's like when they wrestle with me or when they spar with me, it's different than when they spar with other people who do jujitsu uh, from their academies. Right. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get to some of your questions. Uh, William Woodard, uh, are you ever going to tour the U.S.? Sure. Basically, it is uh, um, like it's based on you, really. So uh, a, a gym will ask me to go, and um, so <clears throat> you know, if, if you have a gym or whatever, then I'll be happy to go. All right. So I've been to like. Um, North Carolina, Arkansas, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, um, been to different, different parts of California, you know, other countries as well. So, uh, if you have a gym or know, or like, if you don't have a gym, if you, if you know a gym nearby that wants to, to have an authentic catch wrestling seminar or whatever, then, um, I'd be happy to go. So, uh, just, you know, you can always message or send an email or message us through uh, our social media. Uh, I should be able to see it. I think uh, the social media is probably easiest. It's probably like Facebook that um, you know notifies me if someone sends me a message or whatever. Um, so the, through the Catch Wrestling Alliance uh, uh, Facebook page, I think the Instagram page is fine too, or you can, or even on Twitter. But uh, they're all they all should be fine. I believe here on if you're on YouTube, I think they do give some kind of. I think they give my, if you go to the about section on our page, so if you go to our page, our homepage uh, for this channel, uh, I think there's like an about tab. Uh, and there I think it gives our contact information. And I think the email address is there. So um, so for these, for those of you who didn't know that there's that there's an about section, it should be on every channel. And so that's usually how people can find contact information about uh, the creators of that channel. Uh, so there's plenty of ways to contact and yes, I'd be happy to go, especially now, um, uh, with COVID restrictions being lifted, like in a lot of places. Um, and so it's much, much, much safer to travel. So I'd be happy to go. All right. Shahid Kapoor. Hello. Hello, Shahid. And uh, hello to Ripper Catch Wrestling. Uh, Robbie Burroughs in the UK. Happy to hear from you. Thank you for watching. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, you know, we'll, we'll leave it open to you guys. Um, I would like to see if maybe I can find some other old um, jujitsu pictures where they're actually wearing gi. But I think I think this, you know, this is the book that I have on my on my phone. You can kind of see that there there's uh, a difference in thought, especially. A long time ago, uh, where they're thinking about uh, even just the look of wrestling and as opposed to jiu-jitsu, 
being different, one having a lot more clothes on and maybe applicable to uh, maybe some self-defense situations because at, at that time they wore a lot more clothing. So um, that is um, something else where it's like even the thought um, even the thought of these two styles um, shows that they understood some differences there. All right, so let's go ahead and get to another question. Tag 1080. Uh, my first catch coach learned from his father, who was an American carnival wrestler. Have you worked with anyone who did that? Yes. So I actually have was considered like a black belt from uh, so it's not a black belt, right? Because we don't do belts, but it's considered like a, the highest level certification from American Hook Wrestling. So that's uh, John Strickland's organization, and he is the lineage holder from uh, the Carnival Wrestler. Uh, and so two in particular that he worked closely with, but the the main one was uh, William Wicks, who uh, did a lot of the AT shows or the carnivals. And he also did professional wrestling. He's actually one of the best uh, real wrestlers. Um, but a lot of times to make money, they had to do pro wrestling. So, uh, but also the other one that, uh, uh, like the other one that he worked with is uh, Dick Cardinal. And um, so that he is actually, Dick Cardinal is also one of the great American wrestlers as well. So, yes, I have. Uh, Shahid Kapoor, why do you remove my question? Um, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think uh, retype your question. It didn't show up because yeah, all all I see is uh, the the questions come up. I don't uh, delete or anything. So write it again and send it again because uh, apparently it just didn't show up. All I see is your old your old uh, question saying hello or your old uh, comment that just says hello. That's all I see. So yeah, go ahead and send it again. So tag 1080. Um, yeah, so hopefully that answers your question as well. Uh, so I have like the their highest certification there. We also have John Strickland come out to Los Angeles uh, pretty often. Uh, so like when he's here, we also do like seminars and stuff too. So. Uh, if anybody wants to come out to Los Angeles, you know, we'll we'll be happy to. It would actually be a great opportunity for you to learn from the most authentic sources of catch wrestling available in this country uh, when we're both here in Los Angeles together, right? All right, Shahid, are you typing? Are you typing? <laughs> All right, so go ahead and yeah, send your question again because um, yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah, so other things going on. So um, uh, I think you guys seem to like anime. <laughs> it's a, I always get like a, um, like a big uh, like a, a big response when I share any like anime memes on our social media. So um, I found one anime that they have they try to put some realistic fighting in there. But you know, a lot of times these anime like these Japanese cartoons, they'll have a lot of fantastical things going on um so if you guys have any recommendations of that of, of anime that has there that has uh some realistic fight scenes in it just let me know uh but there's one that i found um that it's 
it's really popular, but they, they try to incorporate some real fighting techniques. Uh, it's called Attack on Titan. So I'm sure you guys have probably heard, or at least the anime fans out there have probably heard of Attack on Titan. And uh, so I've isolated some uh, footage that uh, there's some there like there's some scenes in particular that has some realistic fight scenes that say like one person obviously has a Muay Thai base, so they use Muay Thai um, for this one character for her fight scene. Um, and then there's a fight scene between two males or two men. Uh, and they use one of my favorite techniques, a belly down armbar, which is really cool because a lot of times you'll see just the regular armbar where someone is on their back face up doing the submission. But they do my favorite version, the belly down one, which uh, I think um, a lot of people don't really do, or at least I think I think it's it's the it's the if I do an armbar, I prefer to do it that way. Um, but for some reason. A lot of the jujitsu people I'm around, they they don't think of it or think of doing it um, belly down. So, um, so we go ahead and do a breakdown of that fight scene in Attack on Titan, uh, where there happens to be a belly down armbar. So uh, look for that in the next couple couple weeks, um, and and also too, if you if you have any uh, anime suggestions where there's some realistic fight scenes, uh, let me know. Let me know because a lot of times it's just like these. They're shooting um, like energy beams at each other and all that. So uh, there's not much to learn from that. Um, just besides the drama or the story or whatever, just enjoying it, right? Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Let, let me know. Oh, I think we already have our first uh, suggestion. So Tom Drake, Cowboy Bebop is pretty good with semi-realistic fight scenes for the hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, I started. Uh, I started it. So uh, I'll. I'll I just got to keep going. I didn't, I didn't finish the the first episode yet. I was, uh, I was trying to finish Attack on Titan, and so I'm all caught up. So just waiting for the what the second half of the of the final season. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that was really, I really enjoyed Attack on Titan, especially since they had some realistic fight scenes, um, and of course, like the the story, the drama, and all that was good. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear nothing but good things about Cowboy Bebop, so I'll, I'll check that one out. Uh, so yeah, keep the recommendations coming, um, uh, especially if anything that has some realistic fight scenes uh, or any. Actually, uh, just keep the recommendation the recommendations coming for any uh, really good anime because uh, uh, there's not much good TV on. So <laughs> so I'd be happy to uh, for any recommendations of anything that's really interesting. Yeah, so that's going to be um, – so we, I've actually isolated a few techniques, I think at least three or four uh, techniques from Attack on Titan that we can break down and show you how to use them in your matches. Um, um, and so we'll probably just do a series on that. And then if we, if we can find some more realistic fight scenes, we can we can do a whole anime thing. Um yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know, just notice that you guys seem to appreciate anime. So um, yeah, I think it's real cool too. I'm not as big into it, but uh, I'm getting more into it because uh, uh, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Like the stories are pretty cool, much more interesting than a lot of uh, American or Western animation. So so why not, right? Um, 
Okay. And so then uh, other things we got coming up for you. Um, it's, it's various things. So I still want to do a few more. There's actually like, like, like I mentioned at the beginning where there are some really great sumo techniques or sumo matches that occurred in this, um, this tournament that just ended. So we're going to be doing quite a few breakdowns on that because I think there are at least four, at least four, uh, unique techniques, uh, that were done. One that was like super rare. That was really cool. Um, you know, even the commentators were talking about how, like, you know, they don't really see this, this cool takedown. And, uh, this one wrestler did it like perfectly. Uh, so we'll break that down and show you how to do it uh, and how you can implement it into a catch wrestling situation. Um, so yeah, we got, basically got a lot, uh, a lot coming for, you know, for you, for your, for your edification, right? So, um, uh, but if there's anything you want me to break down from a catch wrestling perspective, also, yeah, let me know. So whether it be uh, MMA, there was actually, a, so speaking of MMA, there was a pretty cool fight. Um, and I think, and I've mentioned it before where it's like, I think we will prob probably be focusing, if we talk about MMA fights, we'll try to focus on MMA fights done in one championship because uh, MMA fights done in UFC, they don't really allow us to uh, share their video right so they'll they'll i get notified all of a sudden that i have to cut out a few seconds of the video because uh they detected like ufc detected that i'm using some of their footage so then i have to remove the those few seconds so uh i've heard directly from one championship that they're cool with with us using their footage so like I'm going to go with the one that's that's cool, right? <laughs> it's been cool with their footage. So um, there was one fight. It was actually a women's uh, MMA fight in one championship that occurred a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this woman from Japan defeated this Brazilian uh, woman um, using real classic uh, head and arm. Uh, she was in head and arm ride, and then she was able to get that top wrist lock. So we'll go ahead and break that down so you can see that happening in real life. And then... Uh, show you how how she did it, how you can secure your version, you know, so when you do it, because uh, the Brazilian woman who lost, um, who got submitted, uh, like submitted other people in her, in her previous fight. So, so you know that, um, <clears throat> like, you know that the other, you know that they're both good, right? And you know, you, you know that they're both versed in submissions uh but it's really cool to see a catch wrestling style or, or a judo style position uh, finish a fight especially against a brazilian right uh so we'll go ahead and that, that that's actually another video that we're planning to to show you as well right so uh so that being said if there's any other uh, scenarios that may you, you can even bring up ufc ufc fights or whatever uh, but we just <clears throat> might not be able to show video of it, right? Because almost like every time, uh, like if I share any, even a few seconds of UFC footage, uh, they find me, right? <laughs> so, um, and they make me cut out the, those few seconds, even though it's like not even a minute or whatever. It's just, it's like sometimes even less than 20 seconds or whatever, then um, they complain. So uh, I'd prefer, you can still let me know about it. Maybe I'll just, take a still image because I think that's what they allow. They allow you to put like one picture of the scenario. Uh, 
so you can still like ask about UFC fights, totally fine. Um, but you know, if you guys watch one championship, let me know. If there's anything in particular because uh, one championship is kind of like UFC where they have where they have a lot of events. Uh, so I can't catch all of the matches. Um, but yeah, or even if there's some other smaller MMA promotion, usually they're pretty cool about uh, people using their footage. Uh, so we can, you know, we, we should probably be, we would be more free to uh, take video snippets, right? And uh, we can kind of make it, turn it into an educational uh, scenario or an educational video, whereas we just can't with UFC. All right. Do you guys have any other questions? Or are you guys all questioned out? <laughs> or any more recommendations or whatever uh, for anime, especially if, uh, ones with realistic fight scenes? Uh, just let me know. You can also uh, comment later. If you guys watch this later, you can always put the comments in the comment section below the video. Uh, but going back to the main point, are catch wrestling and jujitsu the same thing? No. No. So just like languages, we might share words, or right? I think they're called like loan words, um, but we still have stylistic differences and kind of like um, there's there's even um, there's a thing that's going around um, like because there's one song that got really popular online, like is used a lot in a lot of TikTok videos, where it was partly in Spanish and partly in English, and um, people were talking about how this particular artist uh, was able to mix the two languages because the two languages, even the way they're spoken, uh, there's all these different types of um, uh, almost like a, the meter and stuff. So there's different things. There's different, there's stylistic differences, even in the way languages are spoken. And so Spanish and English are not the similar and that they could easily be blended into a song. Uh, so that that's what made this one particular viral song kind of interesting. Um, so so just know that that they're even amongst languages, they're you know they're ways of communication, but they're not the same, right? So there's ways. So languages also express ways of thinking, right? Are uh, kind of attitudes as well and that are different even regionally uh, the slang is different in different regions of the united states um you know so just know that eo and especially talking about spanish right so there's so many countries that speak spanish uh that have a blend of the native languages that were also spoken there prior to uh, spanish conquest so uh they'll they'll also take a lot of loan words from the native languages spoken there. Uh, so, you know, you leave and you have people thinking they're speaking Spanish uh, from different countries, but uh, this is like a big thing, like in Spanish television, where it's like uh, that the, they would have, they'd bring in people from different Spanish speaking countries and then they'll, they'll put up a common object uh, and then they'll have each one say, oh, like, how do you say this, this object in your, in your language, in Spanish? And then a lot of them will come up with different words, right? So, um, and they all think they're speaking Spanish, right? But it's because of the loan words that um, that they took in from different different native languages. Um, but anyway, so and it, let's go and get back to another one of your questions. So, Ripper catch wrestling. 
the guy I know who's one of the last catch wrestling guys uh, who's not known under Roy Wood is another chap called Shane Rigby. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Shane if you want. So um, let me get a drink of water real quick. So um, Shane is trained by Roy, right? So correct me if I'm wrong, but Shane is just older than us, right? And so um, he trained much earlier and he went to Japan with Roy as well. I believe he also, uh, you know, trained with Sakuraba, right? Is that is that correct, Robbie? Ripper catch wrestling? Uh, because I believe Robbie um, uh, is in contact with Shane. So Shane is back in the UK. And, uh, but yeah, he was one of the earlier generations that was trained by Roy Wood, the current, um, or basically the successor of uh, coach Billy Riley, who was the coach of like all the the famous Wigan wrestlers that you've heard of right through a lot of marketing. Uh, so uh, they they all learn from the same great coach, right? Or the so the the head coach was Billy Riley, and Billy Riley just created all these really great wrestlers. Oh yeah, so thank you for getting back to me, Robbie. So yeah, so Shane spent five weeks at Sakuraba's house. Uh, he lived with Sakuraba for five weeks uh, and trained together. And this is the other thing. So um, a lot of people think that through marketing, right, that uh, Sakuraba was only taught by uh, Billy Robinson. So that that I think even just with uh, Robbie's statement there, it's not true. I mean, so. Uh, Roy Wood also had a hand in training Sakuraba, uh, and also too he's like uh, Sakuraba. What I believe he before he met, or be, before he met Billy and Roy, um, he also did some freestyle wrestling. Um, so um, he had some background. It wasn't just like they took him from scratch and um, made him into a catch wrestler. So you're learning. You guys are learning a lot of uh, interesting things today. Um, so also too, there's a lot of marketing trying to spin uh, some kind of narrative about a lot of these wrestlers or a lot of the uh, people trying to claim certain things. So um, yeah, so we got another comment here from Ripper Catch Wrestling. Yeah, his primary Japanese wrestling coach was an Olympic gold medalist. Um, so talking about Sakuraba. All right, so. Uh, Sakuraba had already a kind of a, a good pedigree or whatever, a good background, uh, and then he started getting into uh, the, the like the pro wrestling stuff and the catch wrestling stuff. But he wasn't only taught by Billy Robinson; he was also taught by Roy Wood. And we see how Shane Rigby, uh, who is one of uh, Roy Wood's students, you know, trained and lived for lived with him for five weeks. Um, so, um, so there you have it, right? There's another revelation. <laughs> There's another thing you guys uh, learned by uh, listening to to this this stream, right? Listening or watching, right? So hopefully, so you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Sorry if it destroyed your um, your your fantasy, but um, uh, we're all about like reality, really. So, catch wrestling is his own style. And uh, there's a lot of marketing that goes into 
making people believe certain wrestlers are great and whatnot, or or certain wrestlers only trained with some other person or whatever, when that isn't necessarily the truth. And also, too, it's like um, one sad thing is that I've seen through a lot of marketing where people try to um, uh, people try to negate the quality of Roy Wood. Uh, his coaching or his teaching it's excellent and um, there is a re and so he was um, he was the chosen by Billy Riley to be his successor right so after Billy Riley retired he also would he would continue to go to the gym and he would watch Roy Wood coach and they would talk about different co coaching strategies and whatnot so uh, Roy Wood is great right so uh, regardless of whatever marketing you, you might find online saying other, otherwise, because I've seen it, I've seen it personally. So, uh, yeah, people trying to, to tear down Wigan, which is like they're trying to sell their own catch wrestling thing, and then they try to tear down Wigan. It, it's, it is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, and so then also, um, so Shane Rigby is one of Roy Wood's earlier students. Right. And yeah, he's still alive and he's living in, oh, he still lives in Wigan. All right. So hopefully, um, Robbie Ripper Catch Wrestling can be getting us some uh, photos or some footage of him training now that uh, UK is opening back up to uh, allowing their gyms and stuff to be open. Uh, so hopefully, you can go out there and train with Shane and, uh, you know, give us some. Uh, like some footage or some photos. Um, see if you can't get Shane to say a few words, right? Because uh, all this stuff is really cool. Catch wrestling history uh, that I think everyone here might like. Um, all right. So just know we're also on Twitch. We also have, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, we have a podcast. So what we usually do is, I take the audio of the live stream that's on Twitch and YouTube and then uh, put it up as a podcast version. Uh, so you're free to, so if you didn't know that we have, a, that I do the podcast version, um, I do, right? So so um, just, just know it's available on any podcast platform, All right? So whether it be um, um, like, you know, if you have an iPhone or whatever, it should be on there. Uh, also, too, with uh, on Spotify and whatnot, and you know, Google Podcasts and stuff, it's available. Yeah. Okay. So, Robbie, so it says, I believe Shane's brother Darren also knows catch wrestling. Okay. Cool. Hopefully, they both trained with Roy. Um. Okay, so then we'll go ahead and uh, call it for today. Uh, it's been over 40 minutes. So, again, your homework. Uh, you know, if you have any questions about any type of uh, fight scene in anime or even uh, any type of uh, other martial art where, the, where there's some grappling involved. So even if it's, like, say, like Chinese kickboxing or whatever, uh, that's totally fine. Because um, uh, Chinese kickboxing has some wrestling in it right it has like some takedowns and stuff so if you have any questions about how you can apply some cool throw or something or some cool takedown uh into catch wrestling you just let me know 
uh, MMA stuff, whatever you guys are interested in, we'll do a breakdown for you because uh, uh, I think that stuff is fun. And I think I just happen to like that that anime in particular, Attack on Titan, uh, had some realistic fight scene because when you look at them, like I said, when you look at anime, it's usually it's like really fantastical. So you have people shooting laser beams and whatever, energy beams out of their hands at each other, uh, which is cool. It's cool and all, but but it's kind of interesting when you see some uh, realistic fight moves. And in particular, a fight move that I, I use a lot or that I like a lot, the belly down arm bar. So we'll make sure to do a breakdown on a lot of these different things. There was an also kind of like a, a leg lock attempt, or at least an entry into a leg lock. Um, so I'll show you, I think I'll show you that and uh, they how they kind of messed it up, or not necessarily messed it up, but they tried, the, the character did something else uh, when he could have, you know, ripped off this guy's leg you know, or whatever. It's, instead, he used it to kind of create distance, which kind of reminds me of uh, like maybe a jujitsu school where they're following the IBJJF rules where uh, lower belts can't do um, like some leg locks. So like they, they'll even teach where they, they, they start kind of like the leg entanglement where they can get into uh, uh, like a heel hook position but they'll use it to get up, right? So that's kind of what happened in Attack on Titan. Um, so we'll go ahead and break that down. So I'll show you uh, the move, and instead of getting up, if you don't want to get up, if you want to continue to attack the, the leg lock or the foot lock or ankle lock, then we'll show you how to do that as well. So uh, that's stuff that's coming up. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy all that. Um, I think right now we'll, uh, the next video will be another sumo one because there's a, like I said, there's a lot of really cool sumo techniques that just happened a few days ago. So uh, we'll work on that, and then we'll get on Attack on Titan and uh, some MMA stuff for you. All right, so thank you for watching. If you have any other questions or comments, again, in the comment section. Um, so thank you for watching. We'll, and we're going to keep real wrestling alive thanks to you.